All right, good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is June 10th, 2021. And I have a dream that I was shown last night, a message, and I wanna share it with you guys. And as always, I ask you guys to please pray for discernment. discernment. Okay, and I'm gonna have you look at my bowl here <laughs> because I need to be able to go through my notes and I have some scripture I wanna read with this, okay? I believe this is, uh, Another warning, another heads up to be prepared. So I'm going to tell you the dream, and then I'm going to tell you what came to me, okay? I think probably a lot of you will be able to understand as I go along here. All right, so let's just get to the dream. Uh, in the dream, in the first scene, there was uh, three different scenes. In the first scene, there was a man that I know. His name is Steve. And I was like uh he wasn't in a wheelchair it was like a box but i was pushing it like you would a wheelchair i guess um and i was down in our town here by the our fire hall okay it's a kind of open area where we have our fire department so i was pushing him along and i noticed that he had a loaf of bread with him so i pushed him down along this old this building that used to be there and I saw a man leaning up against the side of it. And then when I went a little further, I saw a whole group of people. And these people weren't like ordinary people. To be honest, what I saw is they all looked to be the same color. Like, um, I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. They looked like they were some sort of metallic bronze color. Okay. It was a unique set of people. All right. And it was just a, not a real big group of them. So there was like um, people on each side of like this path, like a, not a road, but a path, people standing on each side of it, talking, mingling, going around. And I wheeled Steve up and around the people until I got to the back. And when I got to the back, he got up and I told him, I said, your father is here. He said, where is he? And I pointed behind me. I said, right there, that's your father. I said, uh, you are in his likeness. You look exactly like him. And that was the end of that scene. The second scene, I was inside what I felt was like a hospital, okay? Because the people I saw in the hospital were nurses. Now, in this place, there was a room upstairs, almost like a hotel. It was like you could stay there. And I knew that Steve was there. So as I'm going down the hall, I'm going to look for him because I need to go back to my room to get my jacket. But the nurses were running out down the hall and running, and they kept saying, you've got to leave now. It's about to start. Now, in this dream, I was shown a vision of what looked like fireworks in the sky. But this does not mean I'm talking about the 4th of July at all. This is what I was shown. I had a knowing in this dream that something amazing was about to happen. An amazing feat. And it, uh, feat, and it included Steve. Steve was about to do an amazing feat. And it was something that everybody was watching. So the nurses were very adamant. They were like, you have to leave now. And I said, well, I was going to go up to my room to get my jacket. And she said, no, you don't have time to go get your jacket. And I said, well, what room is he in? And she said, number 32. So that was the end of that scene. Okay, so let's go to the next scene. The next scene that I was shown was I was sitting in an area. And it was like a waiting room. If you got into the doctors, they usually have a TV set up there. 
So I was in a waiting room and I was sitting beside two people. I didn't know who they were, but I switched seats with them so that I could sit in front of this door. And it was number 32. And I knew there was something very important about this door. Okay, so um, there was one last scene, but I shared this with Melissa today. and She thinks this may be just concerning me, but I'm going to share it with you. Now, in this last scene, I was at my brother's house. Now, my brother's house used to be my childhood home. This is where I grew up. But I was in his house, and I was in the bottom part. He has, like, a, it's not really a basement, but that's what it was built for. But he has it fixed up into, like, a recreational room. So I was there, and I was getting ready to go shut the door for the night. But when I went out, the door was gone. And I got really worried. And I was like, you guys, what did you do with the door? And they were like, they had no clue where the door was. So I looked for it, couldn't find it. And that was the end of that scene, the fact that there was just no door. So let's go back to, first of all, the meaning of the symbolism in this dream. This is, you know, Jesus showed me in a dream how to, to understand. And I also, you get, some of you guys I know have uh, remarked that uh, I don't know the understanding. But this is what he showed me. When he showed me how to understand dreams... I told him that you just kind of talk it out. You just talk out the scene, walk through it. And I said, but sometimes there's dreams I don't understand. And he said, that's right. So anyways, let's go. Steve, as we know in the Bible, biblically, he was the first martyr. Steve also means crown. Okay. The number 32 means angel or messenger. The bread, we all know, is the word of God. Jesus is the bread. He's the living bread, okay? That's why we do communion. Now, we also know that door is means the Lord, okay? Because he is the door, and that is in Scripture, which I'm going to read to you. <clears throat> so, first of all, I think this dream, the beginning, is talking about those that are going to be martyred. Now, let me make something perfectly clear. I'm not saying that we are in the fifth seal. No. What I believe we're being warned about is the coming, um, the things that will be coming that some of us may have to suffer, those that will be in the tribulation. Because let me read, let me read the fifth seal and tell you that what it's basically talking about, and then this will make sense. So in the fifth seal, he says, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony in which they held. Now, you remember Steve was carrying the loaf of bread. That's the word of God. That's what he was doing. That was his testimony. And I believe Steve was just symbolic of a martyr. Okay. It said, and they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Now, I just have a very strong understanding that what this is talking about is those that have not been martyred yet, but will be, as Jesus was speaking about in this scripture, okay? So this was like a warning saying to be prepared because he said in his word that there will be some that will be persecuted, some the, the devil will put them in the jail for 10 days. Okay, this is what I was shown is that I believe we are getting prepared for this time in history, okay? The, the soon coming tribulation and that's just, that's what was laid very heavy on my heart. That that's what that means. Okay, so let's go to the other scripture I was looking at. Now, you notice in the dream where I was 
in the hospital and the nurses said, you don't have time to go back because I was going to go get my jacket. This scripture backs that up. It's Matthew 24, 17 through 19. And it said, let him that is on the house top not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him that is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. Okay, this is Jacob's trouble coming. All right, so, and I believe it's talking about, I believe, the rapture. Okay, we're not to go back. So that is a scripture that I feel goes with the other part of the dream. And the last one I want to talk to you about is Jesus as the door. Now, in Revelations 3, 8, it says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Now, this goes along with the Church of Philadelphia, okay, those that uh, symbolically will be raptured. Another scripture that goes along with this is Matthew 7, 7, and it says, Ask, and it shall be given to you, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And also we have Revelations 3.20, which says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Now, there was one other. Yeah, let me read this last one, because this is actually the... Uh, the one that the scripture that came to me when I got up this morning. So let me read this one. This is John chapter 10. And he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he called his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will not, will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Okay? So, this is talking about those that follow Jesus, those that are his sheep, that belong to him, that follow him, that pick up their cross every day. These, this, these are the sheep he's talking about that know his voice. You can't know his voice if you don't know the Lord. And so, again, this is just something that goes against what some of the people are preaching out there. And I'm going to keep saying this until I go home. But we must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, then how can you know his voice and how can you be one of his sheep? Now, Jesus is really drilling this into us these last days because I feel that he is, again, he's given us this warning to prepare because there are some that will suffer, okay? Some will go through the tribulation, okay? He clearly showed me that, and I feel very strongly about that. Now, I also feel that we are extremely close because of the second scene. I was not allowed to go back to get my jacket. She said there was no time, and that Steve was out there, and it was ready to go. And I just had a knowing that there was something cosmic. There was something about to begin and she called me out i was not to go and i believe this was from the lord because i was shown twice the door number 32 which means an angel or a messenger of god okay the only part i could admit that i am not sure about is the last part with the door now i will just briefly tell you what melissa what her thoughts were on that so give me just one minute here you guys and i am tired today <laughs> i was up a lot Dreaming, apparently. Okay. 
She says, I believe that the removal of the door from your childhood home is equivalent to freedom for you. You are free to come out and leave the past of your childhood behind you. I believe the fact that the door is not just open but gone is like a double emphasis on this truth. So this is something I am still praying on, but I wanted to go ahead and share this. I felt very, very, very led to do this as soon as possible. So that's the dream. That's what I was shown last night. And again, I ask you guys to please pray for discernment. Always take everything I say to the Lord. Always. Okay. And just know that I am still praying for you guys. I ask the Lord to please bless you and keep you safe. I pray that the, the Lord fills each and every one of you that belong to him with his beautiful Holy Spirit. And that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and give you great wisdom. I pray for each one of your family members. I pray for the salvation of every single soul on this planet. And I pray that every single soul will come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray those of you that belong to the Lord will stand before his throne right now, symbolically, and submit everything to him. Submit your life, your heart, your soul, your spirit, your will. I ask that you submit all plans that you may have had, all dreams that you may have had, and give them to the Lord. And I personally pray for God's plans. I pray for his will. I pray <clears throat> that all things from God will come to maturity because God knows what's best for each and every one of us. Let him plan your day. Let him go before you and tell you where to go, where to turn, uh, when to go back. Let him lead you and guide you in these last days. It's extremely important. I am not here to sugarcoat any message. I always ask the Holy Spirit to speak through me. You go to one of two places. I don't care who you've been listening to or what you've what you've heard or what you've seen, there is only one of two places that you will go when you leave this earth, when you leave this body, and that is heaven or that is hell. Your body comes from the dust, but your spirit is alive and it will remain alive. Don't let anybody fool you. You will either spend eternity without God or you will spend eternity with God. Do not trust any man with your salvation. You only trust God. Those of you that are following false teachers and preachers, I pray that God will open your eyes and reveal the truth to you. There is only one person to go to. There is only one person you can trust, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he is the one I always go to for everything. So again, I pray for each and every one of you. Jesus loves you more than you could ever, ever, ever imagine. He doesn't care where you're at right now. He doesn't care what you're doing right now. All he cares about is that you call out to him and say, Jesus, are you real? I want to know you. I don't care what kind of sin you're living in. He will pull you out of that. And again, I love each and every person because Jesus asked me to. We are to follow Christ and be like Christ. We are to pick up our cross and follow him. And it's a choice every single day. It's a choice. It's not a one-stop, you know, it's not like a fast food restaurant where you just say, yeah, I believe in him. No, it's like 
dropping all your your baggage it's like totally turning the 180 leaving everything behind and saying okay i believe in you i'm ready to go and to keep going jesus is the one that will save you he is the only way to the father so I love you guys. I Again, I can't stress enough. I pray for you each to please come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Things are about to start up. Our Father loves us, and he always gives us a heads up. He gives us that be prepared. And I am sharing and being obedient to what he shows me. Okay, I love you guys, and I will talk to you again.